Hello, everyone, and welcome to finally a new episode of a football podcast. I am your host, Tristan Jones, or Splungy, and yeah, it uh, it's crazy. I'm making another episode. Um, maybe thought I wasn't going to come back to this, but, you know, I love football so much, so why don't I hop on the podcast and talk about it when I want to talk about it. So, uh, today... What I want to run through is, when I'm recording this, it is the night before week six of NFL football, and uh, so Thursday night football has already uh, happened, but I'm going to try to put out this podcast tonight before all of the games start happening tomorrow, and uh, in this episode, I'm going to give my power rankings going into tomorrow uh for all 32 teams in the nfl and then i'm also going to um pick uh every game for tomorrow as well so hopefully everyone is excited to listen to that obviously i have not made one of these in um a while it's been a while the last one i made was i think like a month before the draft because i I was excited for the draft. Everyone was excited for the draft, and I made a mock draft, and that was uh, that was episode two. And I haven't made an episode since, so I think it is uh, it's exciting to make a new one, especially with power rankings and picking, which is normally a very opinionated thing, and uh, everyone's gonna have their own opinion. So I'm excited to get into it with uh, this, and uh, yeah, I think the best course of action would be to get right into it. <clears throat> So, I uh, I took a lot of time to think up these picks be, or these power rankings because I didn't want to, you know, go on impulse. I didn't want to end up just copying someone else's or checking all the other publications. I kind of went into this blind, made it, and then compared it to some, a lot of other publications, power rankings. And I think I only made like two or three changes based off of that. But just so everyone knows, this is purely my opinion. This is not, uh, hopefully this is not too many other people's opinion. I mean, obviously that's going to leak in a little bit because I do watch and listen to a lot of football talkers and people who talk football. So, um, I'm going to work from the bottom teams to the top. And uh, my number 32 team is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, We all know uh, the craziness that happened with Urban Meyer uh, just within the past couple weeks. Um, uh, You know, their football team just isn't really set up to uh, be too great. You know, uh, I'm not too worried about Trevor Lawrence, but, um, you know, hasn't, been the awesome amazing spectacular guy that I think uh we really wanted him to be yet but I think he's shown flashes and I think that uh the sooner Urban Meyer's gone the better for this team all the whole team everyone um I think James Robinson needs to be used better I think the Travis Etienne pick is showing itself to be dumb not because Etienne's a bad player by any stretch of the imagination but uh, I, I think he's being misused in this offense, and I think uh, to take him in the first round was was very dumb. Uh, so, 
that's kind of how I feel about the Jags. I think uh, they're the worst team in football. I don't think I would pick them against any team right now. Uh, um, so, yeah, that's number 32. So, moving on, number 31 is the Houston Texans. Now, uh, early on in the season, they uh, showed some flashes and uh, even put up a, a fight against a Cleveland Browns team they probably shouldn't have put up a fight against. Uh, and then Tyrod Taylor got hurt, and uh, since then it really hasn't been too great. Uh, just last week, Davis Mills put up a bit of a fight against the Patriots. Um, I mean, not a bit of a fight. They should have won the game. They kind of threw it away with a very silly punt situation. Um, but, no, uh, I, I, I think that the Texans are just... Um, kind of in a weird spot of wait and see with the Deshaun Watson thing for now and then that'll give them a defined destination of how they want to take this team because you know there's a lot of veterans on this team it's a very like structure a team structured in a way to be bad but you add Deshaun Watson to this team I think they're at least you know okay because uh, they were okay with Tyrod Taylor so, you know, I hope that the Tyrod Taylor thing figures itself, or the Deshaun Watson thing figures itself out, and I hope that, you know, all of the stuff we're hearing about him isn't true, um, and I hope to see them uh, get a good package for him if he's really not going to come back and play for them. I hope that he can play for someone else and it goes well. Um, so, moving up to number 30, I have the Detroit Lions. So the Lions, it's they're uh they're tough, man, because uh Dan Campbell, he's doing a heck of a job coaching. Kind of reminding me of uh the Dolphins of a couple years ago where everyone's saying, you know, this team is very bad, but they're off their coaching is awesome and uh it's leading them to win or <laughs> in the Lions case not wins, but almost wins and those almost wins are almost better in my opinion um obviously if you're a Lions fan you're gonna want those wins but for them I think to lose right now is not a bad thing to continue to have close games is not a bad thing um I think a lot of people's gut reaction when Dan Campbell was hired was either this is gonna go really well or this is gonna go really bad and I think uh the early look is it's been really good and uh Jared Goff has still been Jared Goff, you know, he has his lows and he has his highs and that's just how it's going to be with Jared Goff and, you know, this team's playing its butt off. I, uh, I hope they get a win soon. Uh, so next is the, at number 29 is the New York Jets. So the Jets are, the Jets are their own can of worms as well. Um, they, <clears throat> Zach Wilson has just not been uh, too good yet. And uh, a lot of people are already trying to put the bus label on him. I think it's ridiculous. Um, I think he he's, um, he's just trying to be too vanilla. Uh, and that was not what he was drafted for. He was drafted because he was awesome. He was a superstar. And uh, I think he needs to play that way a little bit more. And, um, you know, it's, it's not for a lack of weapons i mean there's weapons on the, the team uh so you know you know Corey davis is good um denzel mims is 
still kind of wait and see a little bit. Um, but you know, I, I think that they, the, the slot guy, I forget his name. Uh, it's escaping me, but they, the slot receiver for the jets is good. Um, really the liability for this team for me is the O-line. The O-line has been atrocious. You know, the, uh, the O-line has been a very weak spot on this team. Um, you know, uh, the D-line has been great. Uh, I think the defense has been okay, really. It's just more the O-line and um, just some boneheaded rookie mistakes for Zach Wilson. But I think uh, you kind of let this play out for the Jets. I think Robert Sala is the guy. Um, I mean, it's wait and see, obviously, on that as well. But I think that he has that right, like, culture. And he's the guy. You know, if Bruce Arians wasn't the head coach of my team, I would not be mad at Robert Sala. So, uh, next is the Falcons. Uh, you could have them higher. I just really don't like the Falcons. I think Matt Ryan is really bad. Uh, I think their O-line is bad. Um, they, they've misused Kyle Pitts. Uh, I mean, not last week. Last week he was used well. Um, I kind of have this hot take that I believe and also don't that their offense is better without Calvin Ridley, and that's only because I think that it o- it opens up Kyle Pitts more uh, when Calvin Ridley is in there because they force the ball to Calvin Ridley bad, bad. They felt they force the ball to Calvin Ridley, and um, I think Calvin Ridley may end up getting shown as like Juju did, uh, as like just a better number two than a number one. You know, AB left. Juju had a ton of hype while AB was there, but then AB left, and Juju wasn't the Juju we saw when AB was there. I think that Calvin Ridley is going to be like that, where he's a number two. Um, And, you know, if Calvin Ridley is your number two, you're probably in a good spot, but I just don't know if he's a number one guy. Um, So, at 27, I have the... Oh, wait. Before I move on from the Falcons, also their defense is awful. Uh, I would love if they traded Grady Jarrett because he's kind of alone on that team. Uh, even um, even uh, Deion Jones is just not played like he once was. So the Falcons, that's why I have them so low. I don't think their offense is the best, and I don't think their defense is the best. And uh, those are the two phases. So. Obviously, they're special teams, but those are the two phases, and they're not good in either of them. So, number 27, I have the Eagles. Uh, I love uh, Jalen Hurts a lot, but I think the the Jalen Hurts thing might be over uh, soon. Uh, I've pulled for the guy, you know, when... When he got drafted, I hoped that he would get a chance. When he got the chance last year, I was excited. Um, I thought he showed flashes last year, and it's just been bad up to this point. You know, there's been flashes. The Falcons game was good. Um, you know, the Panthers game was good. But I think other than that, you know, I I just don't know. Uh, you could chalk it up to coaching. You know, they don't have the greatest coach right now because, you know, no one else wanted him, and they were kind of left in the dust with that one. So, you know, they have a lot of guys that are just older there and, you know, coming to the end of the career, maybe need to get shipped off. They have a lot of assets, you know. Um, uh, 
<clears throat> they have some old linemen that are older and could, can still play. Their O-line is still a dominant force on that team. Uh, you know, they just traded Zach Ertz, who I th- what I think, which we I think we all saw coming. Their defense, you know, how much longer is Darius Slay fine with being on a underachieving team where he, when he's still in his best years of his career? Um, and then, you know, Fletcher Cox, he, uh, you can tell he's kind of in the tail end of things as well. So definitely some some uh, veterans on that team that. I I think some that's a team to look for to be busy at the trade deadline and uh, not in you know football's never too crazy at the trade deadline uh, but if there's one team that I could see you know really going for a shift at the trade deadline it could be the Eagles. Uh, next, I have the Dolphins. The Dolphins have disappointed me. I uh, I thought they were going to be really good this year and. Um, the underperforming quarterback play. I'm not going to talk about Tua. I uh, I don't know if I've put my opinions out on Tua on this podcast because this is only the third episode. But I don't like I don't like the way Tua plays. I don't think he's a good quarterback. Um, but I can't really speak about that because you know he hasn't really played this season. He comes back this week. Um, but. Yeah, I uh, think the do- their defense has has kind of fallen off. It's not what it was last year, and I think we all kind of knew it wasn't going to be what it was last year because last year they just had so many turnovers. Uh, but it hasn't been bad. It just hasn't been what it was. And then their offense just can't make any plays at all. Their offense is stagnant. You know, uh, Jacoby Brissett is is a backup quarterback, and um, you know that's that with with Jacoby Brissett, uh, his, his window to ever be a starter in this league is obviously closed because he is a backup and he has shown it in this little run of having to start with the, uh, the Dolphins. So still a team that could, you know, find themselves on a little win streak when Tua comes back. Uh, I do think there is a mental aspect to that. Like having your starting quarterback in, I think it kind of puts life into the team and maybe they could go on a little, little run, but I'm not going to predict it. I think they've looked just that bad. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not predicting it, but I would not be surprised if we see some Brian Flores hot seat stuff. Uh, but I'm, I'm not predicting it. I'm just saying uh, I'm putting that out there. Next at 25 is the Washington football team. Um, you know, their defense has been bad. Their defense continues to be bad, which is really what was supposed to be the the uplifting part about this team and the good part about this team. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick is obviously hurt, but Taylor Heineke is like Ryan Fitzpatrick light. His good is... Not as good as Ryan Fitzpatrick's, and as bad as not as bad as Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's somewhere in the middle. Um, and I I don't think Taylor Heineke's like a starter in this league, but I think he'll have a Ryan Fitzpatrick like career trajectory. Um, so yeah, that's really uh, Harry McLaurin's awesome. That's the other thing I'll give on the football team. Next is the Giants, number twenty four. They just got hit with injuries real bad last week. It sounds like Danny Dimes might be able to play tomorrow. Uh, Danny Dimes has been better, you know. Uh, I still don't think he'll ever live up to the pick uh, where he was taken at, but 
you know, uh, <clears throat> he he's still he's been all right. You know, he's definitely been a serviceable. He's a starting level NFL quarterback. Um, I think you can win with Daniel Jones as your quarterback. Um, Saquon, he's injury prone. It sucks. He's awesome. But I think there is a serious conversation to be had about players who are just built insane, like have these insane builds. I think it does put a strain on your body. And I think that, um, that could, um, affect his, his, I think that affects, you know, athletes longevity is if they're just this freak of nature, I think it really puts a toll on your body and, uh, their defense just hasn't been what it was. Their offense, I think Kadarius Tony's flipping awesome as a Florida fan. He's flipping awesome. And I love that he's getting an opportunity. Um, and their defense just really hasn't been what it was. I think, I think uh, people maybe are being a little bit quiet about James Bradbury. He's still been really freaking good this year. He's still been really good. I think um, I think maybe there's a little confusion there because, you know, people think the Giants' defense has been worse this year. It has, but James Bradbury's still been really good. So um, <clears throat> that's the Giants. And speaking of freaks of nature... Uh, the Seahawks and DK Metcalf. I <laughs> DK Metcalf um, is another freak of nature, and he kind of defies my point about Saquon because he is that like crazy build person, but he doesn't have the injury issues. So, um, yeah. But the Seahawks, you know, um, Geno Smith is their starter for at least a good amount of time. I mean, first they were talking about possibly the season, but. Uh, Seems like it's changed to like six to eight weeks is the timetable right now for Russell Wilson. And I just, that's why they're this low. I don't think they're a good team. I think uh, Russell Wilson was kind of going to have to will them in the first place. And now they don't have him. I, I think there's a chance, you know, they, they, they fall. They fall bad. And uh, maybe 23 is a bit harsh, but... I just think there's a lot of teams better than them. You know, their defense is bad. They don't have a cover corner. Uh, Jamal Adams, I think that trade is a loss at this point. I think two first-round picks for what you're getting out of Jamal Adams right now is 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 a bad loss. I think he, he's been bad this year. Um, so, you know, the Seahawks are in a tough spot. You know, uh, offensively, Tyler Lockett and DK are still good. They The running game is not anything awesome the o-line has been better this year but overall you know the seahawks are just meh and russell wilson is kind of what even makes them good or all right and uh now that he's not in the lineup we'll see what geno smith can do but tough for the seahawks and seahawks fans next up at 22 i have the raiders i'm not going to get into the john gruden thing i don't want to talk about it i want to talk about football um so that's what I'm gonna do. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be like other people who say they don't want to talk about it and then talk about it. Um, I don't want to talk about it. So, from a football standpoint, John Gruden being gone is a bad thing for the Raiders. Obviously, uh, he's he was and I think always will have been one of the best um, offensive minds to ever be in the NFL or come through the NFL. So that's obviously a huge loss. Um, for them and you know there is a mental aspect to this where I think the Raiders players are gonna just uh, 
I think it's going to suck for them. I think they're going to struggle to get through this, and I think that uh, they might start getting beat up a little bit. I think they might start getting um, not blown off the field, but beat handedly. I uh, I think that that really awesome start they had was cool for Raiders fans, and it was cool to see as a football fan, but they already were wavering, and now this John Gruden thing, I can't imagine it's going to help all that much. So... That's the Raiders. Gonna stay away from it. Um, number 21, I have the Steelers. And um, the Steelers are much... Oh my, they're very similar to the Falcons. And I didn't even think about it this way. Other than the fact that the Steelers, the Steelers have a really good defense. But uh, the Steelers, they have an aging, washed-up quarterback. Just like the Falcons in Big Ben. Uh, behind a not-too-great offensive line. Um, Big Ben has been really bad, uh, and it sucks, you know, to see the kind of era of quarterbacks I grew up with falling off like this and, like, disappearing into the abyss. Um, you know, Big Ben's a Hall of Famer, um, but just not good at this point in his career but you know there's no point in benching him there's been a lot of talk about that no point in benching him there's no one on the Steelers who is going to be any better uh you know Mason Rudolph or Dwayne Haskins so they're still in a win mode uh their defense is still good but um their offense is just they have weapons but Big Ben struggles Najee Harris is also awesome. I, I I must say Najee Harris is awesome. Um, so number 20, the Broncos. Um, the Broncos also very uh, weird where they had that good start and have kind of wavered, just lost to the Steelers, who I have under them. I, but I think they're better than the Steelers. Um uh, the Broncos are very, very weird in the way of, like, they they should be a really good team. Um, but they just don't have a good quarterback. That's why I was really hoping they would trade for Aaron Rodgers because they don't have a, like, high-level quarterback. Because this roster is one of the better ones in the NFL. It really is. And I like Vic Fangio as a coach. I, you know, this could be his last year as a Broncos head coach, but I think he's going to go somewhere and be a D coordinator. And um, they're going to love that the Broncos fired him. So um, that's really all I got to say about the Broncos. People are going to be upset that I have them over a team that they lost to, but, you know, it's going to happen. Number 19, I have the Patriots. Uh, Mac Jones has been... All right, he's done what they've asked of him. Um, they're they're running a very 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 slow offense. It's fourteen plays, eighty yards. Fifteen plays, seventy yards. It's long drives to score every time, and that's just in the NFL. You have to get chunk plays. That's just that's you know not the era we live in that's just how it is you have to get chunk plays and that is missing from the Patriots offense so um I think they'll remain okay their defense is still it's good uh they, it held the Bucks who was one of the best offenses maybe ever 
to to 20 points so you know uh the patriots that we'll see with them they'll they're obviously i think they set up to be good this year uh or at least all right and it's not panning out too great they almost lost to the texans as we talked about earlier but um we'll we'll see with them we'll see with the patriots i think it's going to be a year or two before we see them really take their um their potential and run with it um okay so at 18 i have the 49ers um the 49ers are currently having to start their rookie qb trey lance and um he he's he's had he in that first start start he had a he had good and he had bad um i still think trey lance is not ready yet so that's that's where I'm at on the Trey Lance thing. I think when Jimmy Garoppolo comes back, he's the starter. Trey Lance is just not ready yet. Uh, he he has not played a lot of football. Uh, the talent is there. The traits are there. But he, he's not ready. So I, I would rather not scar him or mess him up. I would rather let him sit, let him develop, um, and then probably let him play next year. See if there's not a trade for Jimmy G. Because uh, this team is is disappointing it's disappointing every year right now ever since that super bowl year because the roster seems like it should be good but they're not and we all think kyle shanahan's a good coach um but something's weird with the 49ers i can't i can't tell i cannot tell with the 49ers something's very weird with them and kind of like i talked about with brian flores i'm not saying it's gonna happen but i think Watch out for a Kyle Shanahan hot seat kind of talk, which also is crazy to think. But I'm just, I'm going to put it out there. Number 17, a team whose head coach is definitely on the hot seat, the Bears. Um, You know, the main thing with the Bears is obviously Justin Fields right now. Uh, I think even though they've won uh, the past couple games with him, and you know their record is all right. I think that um, they they have not really opened up the playbook at all. It's still been the Andy Dalton Bears offense, and uh, you know their defense isn't as good as it used to be. the uh, The fall of Eddie Jackson has been something crazy to witness. You know he was like he was the first guy I ever did a film study on, um, and he was really really awesome and um you know i think he's fallen off since then uh the defense just isn't as good you know they've gone through two d coordinators so that's probably why um but then the offense is just it's not super explosive and i was a keep justin fields on the bench guy uh, but obviously now he's won the starting job, and we'll uh, we'll see where that goes. Obviously the Bears not looking to do anything too crazy this year, uh, but you know Allen Robinson uh, is gonna need a contract because I'm pr- I'm pretty sure he's on a franchise tag. I'm I'm almost definite about that. So Bears are gonna need to figure that out because he's a very good wide receiver. They have weapons. They have pieces on the team, but. O-line is an issue, um, 
And defense, I think they waited too long, and this defense has kind of fallen off a bit. All right. 16, I have the Saints. The Saints are hard to figure out because Jameis has been Jameis. You know, not super, like, 30 interceptions, 30 touchdown Jameis, but he's been, like, the highs are really high and the lows are really low Jameis. And that's just been the whole team. Like, that, that like, Jameis highs, highs, and lows, lows has, like, rubbed off on the entire team. Uh, because one week the Saints look really good, and the next they look really bad. So, um, it, I, I, I don't even really have a take about the Saints. Um, I obviously despise them. Uh, so, call it bias that I have them at 16 if you think they're better, but... I can't, I have them at 16 simply because I do not know. That's why I have them as the middle team in the NFL because I legitimately do not know with the Saints. So that's where I'm going to leave it with them. Number 15 is the Colts. Their record, I don't think, signifies their their play or their talent. You know, Carson Wentz has been a serviceable quarterback. I'm not going to say he's been good. I'm not going to say he's been top 10, but he's been okay. He's been good enough to, like, to say you're happy with him as your starter. He's been good enough. Um, and then the O-line is beat up and it's still been good. Uh, they've had no T.Y. Hilton and I still feel like their their offense has been okay. You know, I love Michael Pittman. He's one of my like favorite players in the NFL. Um, obviously, Marlon Mack's on the trade block. So, we'll see with that. <clears throat> what he what they can get for him uh and then you know the defense is still all right you know every i feel like last season everyone thought they were this lockdown unit no you know they they just play really sound football they know where they're supposed to be and you know it works they all do the right thing so it, it's a very bend don't break type defense it's not like the legion of boom or like <laughs> the 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 steel curtain or anything like that but it's an it's a good enough defense that like it can win you some games um so that's the colts number 14 i have the panthers they obviously started off really well and have kind of wavered just like the bears and raiders did they're very similar in that way um i think Sam Darnold, it sucks that he, like, had that, like, oh my gosh, we all, like, the Jets were the problem, and he's good, and that was making me feel really good, because I was a Jet should keep Sam Darnold guy, um, and it just hasn't looked too great the past couple weeks, um, and I think it was being blown out of portion how good he was playing in the first few weeks as well, um, but I still think there is something there with Darnold, I don't know why I can't give up on this guy, but there is still something there with Darnold. Um, and I, I think that, you know, maybe he's just having a couple down weeks. Uh, but the Panthers overall, their defense is awesome. I love their defense. It's super fun. It's super fast. They fly around. They make plays. Um, so I still love their defense. And then their offense is just DJ Moore's a monster. Uh, I've always been someone that's hesitant to be too high on DJ Moore. Uh, but, you know, it's to the point where I can't deny it. He's just awesome. Um and then, you know, I, I'm pretty sure Rod Roddy Anderson has been hurt. Uh, so, 
<clears throat> not too sure about that. And then their O-line has just been aight. It hasn't been nothing awful or good. It's been aight. I mean, it's been good at times. Uh, but, so that's the Panthers. Number 13, I have the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, you could have them higher. Um, I just think that Joe Burrow is awesome. He's really awesome. Uh <clears throat> Uh, he just makes these crazy, crazy throws, and he's a super good guy, and it seems like he puts, you know, happiness into his teammates in the locker room, and, um, you know, I think the Bengals have a good future. I think they're they're doing all right this season. They they could have beat the Packers if it wasn't for nobody in that game wanting to make a field goal, um, or just kind of a really weird, like, boneheaded interception by Joe Burrow. Uh, he obviously has the the throat contusion, so we have to wait and see. I don't even know if he's gonna play tomorrow. I'm making my picks in this pod, or I already made my picks, and I'm gonna talk about them in this podcast. And I don't even know if Joe Burrow is playing, so <laughs> that's that's something right there. Uh, but no, the Bengals just overall have been good. Uh, Jesse Bates is one of the better, better maybe even best uh, safeties in the NFL. Um, and overall, I just think they've been, they've been good. So that's why they're, they're 13. So the Bengals, a team that's kind of been a bottom feeder the last few years in most power rankings in the top half this year, which is exciting for Bengals fans. Um, at 12, I have the Minnesota Vikings. Um, Kirk Cousins is playing out of his mind this season. Uh, Dalvin Cook is starting to get a little like in worried about i'm starting to worry a little bit about him being injury prone um no i'm worried about him being injury prone um or he is injury prone i should say uh and it, it sucks because he's super awesome uh and just in the past couple of years he's been starting to show like i think there's a obviously a expiration date on running backs in this uh in the league now uh, we've seen it with multiple guys, uh, and you know we'll, we'll just hope it doesn't happen to Mark Henry because he's awesome. But Dalvin Cook, when he's on the field, he's still really good. Um, Alexander Madison is still, you know, I, I don't know how far behind Dalvin Cook he is as it is like skill for running backs. Like he would start for a lot of teams. Alexander Madison's a very good running back. Adam Thielen. I think he may be falling off a little bit, but I'm not too worried about Adam Thielen. Um, Justin Jefferson is still really good. Um, you know, he's not, like, getting all the highlights and stuff like he was in his rookie season, but he's still just a really good receiver. Um, and, yeah, can't say enough about Kirk Cousins. He's been really awesome, and the defense has kind of worked itself out it's still not where i think mike zimber would want it to be but i think he's such a good coach that with the not too great talent he has he's making them look like an okay unit which is uh, a big props to mike zimmer who some people want fired uh and i think it could happen if they if they don't save their season to like tomorrow and the rest of the year and have an okay record and at least make a strong push to make the playoffs i think there is a high chance that we will be seeing Mike Zimmer uh, get fired this offseason, which is crazy uh, for a legendary coach like that. Um, so, next up at number 11, I have the Titans. Um, 
you know, Ryan Tannehill, I think finally we're to the point where no one is saying he's a top 10 quarterback. I think if you were ever in that boat, you need to kind of take a look in the mirror of your quarterback assessment in the NFL. Um, if there is anyone in the NFL, and I hate saying this, but if there is anyone in the NFL who's a system quarterback, it's Ryan Tannehill. He, he, he hands the ball off to the best running back in the NFL. And uh, he makes the throws that they ask of him. And, you know, there is value in that. Do not get me wrong. There is value in that. But the Titans this year, their defense has been very suspect uh, or bad even. Um, and this whole team is basically just Derrick Henry put us on your back. And um, it's 30 carries, 130 yards. And that's what we're going to – that's how we're going to win games. And that's how we're going to win football games. And it is crazy – that it's working sometimes. I mean, obviously, it's not always working, but sometimes it's working. Um, so, yeah, the Titans in a very tough spot because they got to start winning. Uh, you know, they, they should kind of run away with this AFC South, you know, um, uh, because no one else in there is really going to put up too much of a fight against them maybe the Colts could rally back and make a fight out of it but the Texans and Jags obviously are not going to so they should have the uh the NFC South on lock number 10 a weird team to see at 10 because they've been the top dog for multiple years now the Chiefs at number 10 their defense is just atrocious um I don't I'm not gonna mince words their defense is bad it's really bad um tyron matthew is not who he used to be and chris jones is the lone wolf a uh, good player on that defense um it's communication issues it's a lack of talent issue um and the offense is still awesome so not too much to talk about with the chiefs their defense is bad and their offense is still awesome which makes it to where basically any team in the nfl can beat them like they play the washington football team tomorrow and like if they lost to them i would not be mind blown like that's just how it is uh with the chiefs right now number nine maybe a little bit too low on them i have the browns um baker mayfield has had some rough patches so far this year but he's still overall a really good quarterback um him and odell obviously have a little bit of a you know commute or they're just not in the same wavelength on a lot of things and uh they just don't have that chemistry uh so i think they need jarvis landry back their o-line is still one of the best in football maybe the best in football they have the best running back duo in football so when you have that your offense is just going to be it's going to be good no matter what you know they have people's jones uh or people people's people's jones why am i mm, donovan peoples there we go and um you know, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb are both awesome. Nick Chubb, one of the better running backs in the NFL, at least top five, maybe top three. Um, all those weapons on offense. And then their defense has been improved as well. Um, they just have a ton of athletes on defense. So that's I, I think that's always good in the NFL. Um, so next up, I have the... Um, Baltimore Ravens and the Baltimore Ravens are kind of winning games strictly on the back of Lamar Jackson right now and Lamar is just playing out of his mind I mean he uh 
I've I've always, you know, been lower on Lamar. Not like a lower like he's bad, but lower is in like he uh he's not like a pocket passer. You know, there were always like moments, but he's not a pocket passer and I hate it when people try to act like he was. Like he's not. And this season he's just he's been so awesome and it's without a run game and you know, his receivers are still his receivers. Hollywood Brown, no one can keep up with that guy. It's just if he can catch it or not. And then um their defense is not that great without Marcus Peters, you know. Marlon Humphrey is awesome. Uh but he can only cover for so long and their D line is not and their their pass rush is not good. Their front seven isn't good. Patrick Queen is not a good uh linebacker. And they asked a lot of Marlon Humphrey and um I think he's getting a bit frustrated. Maybe not at the Ravens, like frustrated like he's in a requested trade, but I think he's getting frustrated at the team. Uh, just in, or like at the defense, they're winning games, but it's definitely not because of the defense. Okay. So moving on number seven, we got the LA chargers. So Justin Herbert, officially a top 10 quarterback. If he wasn't already last year, maybe a top five, arguably, um, he makes some crazy awesome throws and, uh, I have to take a bit of a victory lap because even when other people were low on him, I was super high on him. Um, I didn't like the pick to the Chargers, so I guess if there's anything I have to look stupid about, it's that I was not a fan of the pick to the Chargers. But um, I don't think it could have worked out any better uh, so far for either party. Um, The Chargers are really good. The defense is good. Uh... Brandon Saley is an awesome guy. He's an awesome human. He's an awesome coach. He's an awesome X's and O's guy. He's a culture guy. Um, And, yeah, the offense is awesome because of Justin Herbert, Mike Williams, and Keenan Allen, and Austin Eckler, and that good offensive line, and uh, their rookie tackle, and all of that, the whole thing. Jared Cook is still, you know, Jared Cook. He's a big, tall tight end, big frame tight end who makes plays. So, um their offense is cool, their defense is cool, their coaching is cool, and all that makes a really cool team, and that's why they're ranked 7, maybe even ranked a bit too low. Um, Number 6, I debated this 6 and 7 thing for a while, but number 6, I have the Packers, Um, and really I debated this whole top 10, top 7-ish really, uh, top 8-ish, um, and number six, I have the Packers. Um, uh, they, they, they are Aaron Rodgers and an awesome offense and a cool pass rush. And Eric Stokes has been really cool and good. Um, I liked that pick. I liked Eric Stokes. I thought he was maybe one of the most NFL ready corners in the draft. And I think he's shown that early. Um, and yeah, they're, they're still going to be good. They're still going to be a good regular season team. It's just a question of once we get in the playoffs, are they going to end up, Are they going to lose in the NFC Championship again? So not much to talk about the Packers because they're just the same team we've seen for the past three or four years. Uh, Devontae Adams is awesome. They, they get him the ball in a million different ways, and no team can stop it. So, um, yeah, number five, I have the Cowboys. And I don't know if they're this good. Um, 
But I think that it's hard for me to rank them any lower when Dak is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, top 10 at least. Uh, And then uh, Zeke isn't Zeke, but Tony Pollard is the better running back. But Zeke and Tony Pollard is not a bad duo to have as your running back duo. Then you have Amari Cooper. Then you have um, CeeDee Lamb and all those other weapons on that team. And then defensively, you know, um, I'm not going to get into my Trevon Diggs rant and how I think he's really not as good as everyone wants him to be. Um, but, uh, or not as good as everyone wants him to be, but as good as everyone thinks he is. Um, but their defense has been good. Uh, I think that, uh, Dan Quinn has put like this life into their defense and they they're they're really good uh this year so all phases of their game are really good and they have one of the best quarterbacks in the nfl one of the best running attacks in the nfl one of the best o-lines in the nfl one of the best receiving groups in the nfl in a good defense uh that's a recipe to really make some noise in the nfc this year so we'll see uh maybe they'll cowboy their way into this and end up sucking or fall off or fall apart in the playoffs because i think they're locked for the nfc east um but we'll, we'll definitely monitor the the cowboys thing um number four i have the rams um i'm starting to think i was a little too i'm a little too high on the rams uh, but they're they're good. Matt Stafford is really awesome. He has a heck of an arm, and I think it's cool to finally see him with a good team. Uh, Cooper Cup has had this like emergence this year. Him and Matt Stafford have a really awesome connection, um, and it's it's weird to see people like just now realizing Cooper Cup is good. Uh, Robert Woods, I think, is being underutilized, um, and I think he's getting a bit frustrated with it. I think they tried in this most recent game to get him the ball some more against the Seahawks in it that Seahawks game was just not one I don't think either team wants to talk about too much it wasn't too pretty um but you know the defense you have two of the best players on the defensive side of the ball in the NFL probably the two best in Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald on the same defense uh so that's obviously terrifying then the the rest of the defense is just good as well um and then um you know, just the, the, the Sean McVay effect is awesome. He's really good uh, at scheming things up. And I really don't think he's even shown us the full potential of a Matt Stafford, Sean McVay offense yet, which is the scariest part. Um, so the Rams, obviously another team uh, in the NFC that are going to uh, make their name heard. Um so number three, I have the the Cardinals, the only undefeated team. So maybe they should be one, but I just think there's two teams that is better than them. Uh, the Cardinals, Kyler Murray has been, in my opinion, up to this point, the MVP. Um, uh, <clears throat> their defense is uh, full of athletes just flying around, making plays. Um much like the Browns, it's just a bunch of freak athletes who move fast and have crazy body types. Uh, and J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones on the same D-line is stupid. And uh, 
Rondale Moore has been really good, and Christian Kirk is finally in the role that I think he was supposed to be in his since he was drafted. Um, AJ Green is you know not who he used to be, but he's been good enough this year. They just got Zach Ertz, so that's that's just another weapon. Um, and then they have the best receiver in football in DeAndre Hopkins. So the Cardinals are definitely really good. Um, it's just a question of if they can. We'll see what what they do when when you know it gets serious and they start facing you know the really good teams. Obviously, they beat the Rams, but division matchups are hard to take a lot away from them because you know these teams know each other. And I think it says a lot though the way they beat the Rams because the Rams were coming off a sorry they were coming off a huge win against a. Bucks team that was seen as the best, one of the best, or if not the best team in football, and they gave a walloping to them. And then the Cardinals turned around, looked at a team that had been bullying them the past couple years, and beat them handedly. So the Cardinals are definitely good. Um, number two, I have the Bills, the Buffalo Bills. Um, Josh Allen is really awesome, and um. <clears throat> They're all around good. Their defense is good. Trey White is one of the better corners in football. Um, you know, Tremaine Edmonds is 23 in his fourth season. Doesn't make any sense. Um, <clears throat> no, their defense is full of super awesome athletes, and their offense is... Stephon Diggs is a top-five receiver in the NFL. Um... And this is all without Cole, and their offense has been what it has been without Cole Beasley really even playing as awesome as he has played as one of the better slot receivers in the NFL the past couple years. Um, second, or sorry, we just did second. Doofus. One, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Maybe a bit of a bias here to have them one, but I just think they are still the best team in football. When you look at Tom Brady playing maybe the best football of his career. Uh, A.B. back as a arguable top five receiver. Uh, Mike Evans still a, a top 15 to 20 receiver. Uh, Chris Godwin, one of the probably the best slot receiver in the NFL. Uh, a really good offensive line. Leonard Fournette playing like he, he cares and like he wants to be there. Um, uh, and then, you know, you get off the offense and the defense ha is just really beat up and they're still winning games just because that offense is so crazy good. They have one of the better head coaches in the NFL, one of the better coaching staffs. Um, Todd Bowles is a defensive mastermind. I think he's going to get a chance as a head coach here again here soon. Um, Byron Leftwich, I think it's only a matter of time till he becomes a head coach, um, and Bruce Arians is obviously awesome. But yeah, right now the thing for the Bucks is just um, their defense is injured. You know, everyone's getting injured. Uh, no Levante David, no Sean Murphy Bunting, no Carlton Davis. Jamel Dean just played, but he's hurt. Antoine Winfield has been out for two games now with a concussion, which is a bit scary. Um, JPP is injured right now, but he played. Um... And, yeah, but that front seven is still one of the best in football. Uh, even when Levante David's out, Devin White is still awesome. 
uh, and then you have um, Shaq Barrett and um, JPP and Vita Vea, I think, has finally emerged as probably the best nose tackle in football. And uh, then you just have all those other guys on that line and Nadamik and Sue. And it's just that team, when healthy, uh, even, and even right now when not healthy, is so good. I think, I think playing any team in the NFL, maybe other than the Bills right now, they're favored. But I think they can beat any team in the NFL right now. And that's why I have them win. So... That is my NFL power rankings. And I'm also realizing. So in this recording right now, I am at 52 minutes and about 30 seconds. And I'm now thinking about the fact that I want to get a decent amount of sleep and it is 1.20 in the morning. So yes, I do want to do my picks on here, but also, and I was planning on it, and I have the picks right here written down on a piece of paper, but I th- I did not expect the power rankings to take this long. I think it's because I haven't talked about football on this podcast in so long that I have more to say about these teams than I normally would. So I think next week, if I do actually follow through and make another episode, the power rankings will go much quicker, and then I'll be able to make my picks for the next week. But I think today, we're going to leave it as a power rankings standalone episode three. Um, It feels super good to make one of these again. It was super fun. Um... I, I hope that you all enjoy, and I hope that everyone enjoyed the Power Rankings. If you want to see it in a picture format of all of the teams ranked, I will post it on my Twitter, at Splungy2. Um, once again, I am the host of a football podcast, Tristan Jones, also known as Splungy. Follow me on Twitter, at Splungy2, and I will see you all in the next one.